Welcome to another exciting episode of the Fire and Water Podcast, the official podcast of AquamanShrine.net and FirestormFan.com. My name is the Irredeemable Shag, and with me, as always, is my inflatable co-host, AquaRob. How you doing, buddy? This is so awkward because we're sitting here in a room together. This is yet another live episode. The first one was live from Devon, PA, and now we're live from... The basement of Gene Hendrick's house. What are you doing down there? We're, we're recording, Mr. Hendricks. We're sorry. We'll put the lotion on the skin, and we promise. Yes, Gene Hendricks has kidnapped us and locked us in his basement, and we're kind of afraid for our lives. So hard to record a podcast with a wet ball in your mouth, but we're going to do what we can. <laughs> Say hello, Gene. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for inviting us into your home. Well, it was either this or traumatize the people in the diner. I could tell the diner wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a good idea. Yeah, we, we were the only non-early bird people in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were in the middle of, like, something out of Twister with lightning and tornadoes hitting down all around us at the same Thor time. Thor was blessing the meeting. That's all it was. <laughs> you can call it that if you want. So, Mr. Kelly. Yes, sir. As I look you in the eye. <laughs> this is so awkward. For the second time in my life. And by the way, that's two times too many. Uh, please tell us why we've gathered here today. Well, Shag is on some sort of work-related trip, as far as we know. That's what he's told us. And Gene is nice enough to give us a uh, combination place where we can all meet up, because I refuse to travel into Pennsylvania <laughs> to go to Devon, which is not part of Philadelphia, by the way, but okay. But uh, So we figured, since we're all here, why not record an episode together? And we decided the theme for this episode would be Road Trip Comics slash where you bought comics as a kid, pretty much any of that kind of related stuff. Because uh, 
Shag's on a road trip. I'm on like a super mini road trip, although I just had a very nice road trip a couple of days ago. So we figured that was the perfect topic for, yeah. for this episode. And we're very happy to have Gene back after his appearance a couple episodes ago for the sci-fi show. Yes. And thank you for having me back. There you go. <laughs> we got a bunch of hate mail, but I don't care. So <laughs> we're just pushing forward. Next. Uh, hey, oh, at least wait, you, sorry. At least you got mail. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just for those of you at home who can't see this, Rob is purposefully looking me in the eye. I can tell he's actually forcing himself to look me in the eye. I called him out during dinner because he wouldn't look at me when he was telling a story. So well, I you, find you it. You had to stay on the same side yeah, of the booth. So. I was sitting across. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> he's really, really bald. By the way, I mean, just I do this on purpose. <laughs> so he it's said. not meant as an insult if I do it on purpose. <laughs> All right, so we're having a good time. I don't really care if you people at home are. Rob, <laughs> should this be like any other episode? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 139 of these, or 130 of these. So. Should we start with you? I mean, you've had a, you're guess, had a very recent road trip. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, as anyone who's listened to the show all the way since episode one, apparently, yes. when I brought it up, uh, I have uh, mentioned ad infinitum the idea of mountain comics, which were comics I bought up in the Poconos, which was our vacation spot every year, every August. Uh, we didn't own a, a cabin there, but we had a cabin that we went to every year. I went there every year from 1971 through 1992. And then at that point, I was like, I'm too cool to be spending <laughs> much time with my parents. So I ditched <laughs> that. Um, and I never went again. And before I knew it, 23 years had passed before I had gone back there. So a couple of years ago, I kind of got nostalgic for wanting to go back, and and it's a four hour drive each way, and jeez. So you know, it's not impossible, but it's not the easiest thing in the world either. So every year, I, I would tell Tracy that I wanted to do it, and every year we just never got around to it. And then this year, I said, "Damn it, we're doing it. That's the we're just going to go." So we picked the day. I picked the day off from work, and we did. We went up uh, last uh, Friday. From, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so this is just a couple of days ago. And we made the trip, and I was sort of fascinated to see, you know, how much it changed. Uh, was it – my mom kept insisting you should stay over because it's a four-hour drive. I was like, well, what happens if we get up there and everything's gone? Everything that I remember <laughs> yeah. is gone. Then yeah. it's going to be depressing. Who's going to want <laughs> – so we got up there, and the first thing we did, we stopped at the cabin that we, that we uh, used to stay in. And there was uh, two very nice ladies there hanging out on the porch, and I sort of gingerly walked up to them and <laughs> – and said, hi, I hope I'm not disturbing you. But And I explained who I was and that I had been there as a kid. And I actually brought pictures with me of me at the cabin. Ah. So they knew I was not making you, this you up. You had evidence. Right. I had evidence. <laughs> Please let me in, ladies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the so, way, what's your security code on the back of your car? Yeah, so um, I went up there and I introduced myself. And, and luckily I had Tracy with me. So mm-hmm. it seems a little less weird. And you got, you know, a, a woman with you. They were very nice. They let us up there onto the porch and because it's, it's elevated. And they let me in the cabin and i took pictures of uh there's a picture of me from 1981 holding an issue of captain america written by jam demateus and then i took that picture again <laughs> uh, have you guys seen like on facebook and people do the awkward family photos recreations, <laughs> where it's like they take an awkward picture from their childhood and then they do the same stuff as an adult that's kind of what it was like it was a little weird i enjoyed it and jm demateus enjoyed it Whoa. as well because i tweeted it to him and okay. i said oh, hey okay. jm 34 years it still holds up <laughs> Still reading that same Still comic. That same issue. I'm hoping to get to page 22 that's soon. That's right. Uh, and then I also took a. Uh, there's the other picture of me that's on the co- on the cover of Hey Kids Comics of me holding my copy of Avengers number two thirteen. I brought that comic with me and I took that same picture of me in front of the fireplace. So uh, that was very satisfying. And the, the women were very very nice. They took uh, pictures of me with their iPad and sent them to us. And they were they could not have been nicer. <laughs> 
So then we decided. And then you locked them in the basement and ate them. All right, enough with the basement, for God's sakes! You're ruining the story for me. <laughs> it's such a sweet thing. So anyway, because I've been so generous to you for the I last thought, four years, I thought maybe since you have to stare me in the eye, you would be a little not even a little bit, not even a little bit. Just I, I feel the bile coming up. This actually. is why I'm looking at Gene the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Poconos basement has one road that goes through the whole. It's just one road to get to everything. So we went on that road, and I started looking around for all the newsstands that I shopped at as a kid. Um, one of them is gone. The first one that we ran into is gone. There was another one that I actually did buy comics at as a kid. It no longer carries comics, but it it, it still existed, and I went in there and walked around, and okay. I actually told the owners where I'd been, and they told me that they're, one of the women who worked there, her sister runs a comic book store in upstate New York. Oh, wow. Well, the odds of that. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So I, I mentioned to them, you know, hey, I used to buy comics here and whatever. And so um, it was nice just to, to be in that building again, mm-hmm. even though it was very different. So anyway, we, we drove further down. Another place that I bought comics is gone forever. It's not there anymore. And then we went to, there's a small wait, town. Wait, when you say they're gone forever, I'm just curious. Were they leveled and it was like a condo there? Or was it yeah, like, like a diff- creepy abandoned no, building? No, it's not. A, no, it's Because it's, there might still be some Charlton's on the rack. It could possibly <laughs> be. No, it's a lot of development over okay. the years. So a lot of, a lot more marinas and a lot more hotels than there used to be. So we made it into the small town. There's a little town called Hawley. And it is literally like... 12 storefronts on either side, and that's it. That's the whole town. <laughs> so I stopped in there, and there was a store that I used to buy comics I called The Trading Post, and it's still there. Oh, wow. It's still there. And so I went up to it, and I, I looked in the glass, pulled on the door, and it was locked. <laughs> like, no, no. And I looked through the glass, and there had comic books still for sale. <laughs> no comics for you. And I'm like, you got to be. So anyway, me and Tracy are hanging out in front, and a woman walks by and says, are you trying to get in here? And we said, well, yeah, yeah. And the woman said, oh, I know the woman that runs the place. Her name's Bev. Let me call her. Small towns. Mm-hmm. So she calls Bev and says, hey, Bev, where are you? You got customers waiting here for you. She'll be right here. She'll be back in 10 minutes. So we waited. <laughs> and Bev finally showed up, let us in. And uh, I explained again to Bev where I was, and she actually has been working at this store for over 30 years. So I probably literally bought comics from her. Oh, wow. And I told her, and she was very charmed, and I bought, they had, uh, she still carried comics. I bought an Archie. I bought an Archie Double Digest, uh, a Superman, a uh, Scooby-Doo Where Are You, and a Scooby-Doo Team-Up. I bought one of everything they had. (laughs) <laughs> um, Superman is four ninety nine a copy now. Yeah, what? Crazy four ninety nine. Uh, I never mind. Regular size we, issue. We don't even talk about that. It had Aquaman in it though, so that was. Oh, nice. okay. But anyway, I took a picture. Tracy took a picture of me. Uh, we'll post it on the Tumblr. Okay. Um, and it really like it was really great. I mean, I loved it. It was so neat being back in a store that I had not been mm. inside of for twenty three years and. The memories of that place were so implanted in my brain that it did not feel as though that my entire adult life had passed since I had been there. I mean, right. I, last time I was yeah. there, I was 21, and a lot of things have happened since then. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, uh, yeah, and you know, and yet it didn't. It didn't feel like that. It really, it felt everything felt very familiar, you know, and and it was uh, really very enjoyable. So. Um, I got to have Mountain Comics again, which is something right. I never thought I'd ever get to, to do. So uh, they're going to go uh, – I'm going to get to soon install the spinner rack that I own in my office. So okay. I'm going to put the comics in there. And uh, so it was, it was great. It was – it was. we're talking about going back next year and actually staying for a couple of days because oh, Tracy nice. really liked oh, – cool. 
the the dock and she could see she said i could see why you would like this it's very calming because we have the the cabin has a great view of the lake and yeah. there's a dock and everything else and it really uh i my love of comic books and my love of this place the poconos are pretty much inseparable because uh as i met as again as i mentioned there was no tv up there mm-hmm. it was just the radio and stuff to read and that was when I would experiment. Experiment. No, but that was no, I would buy comics that I would normally never buy because of course I always I had Justice League already. Yeah. I had Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I had Brave and the Bold. So I had to buy other I'm like, oh Marvel two in one. Let me buy that. You know, let me what? I'm sorry. I'm being licked by a woman in my inner thought. Um <laughs> I like coming to Gene's house. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry I interrupted. I'm just story. making sure it was the Woo! female. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it was it was really nice. It was really really nice, and uh, it was everything that I sort of hoped it would be. So it, it's amazing pictures. Uh, the story that you're right, the cabin, the dock. I, saw, I watched the video where you went up to the dock. Yeah, I recorded like, me so, walking down yep. the, down the. It's down absolutely the beach. gorgeous, and and well, how awesome is Tracy, darling Tracy, for putting up with. Your trip down memory lane. I know. I I, I, I thanked her because <laughs> it was honey, like, this honey, is... please take this picture of me holding the same comic I was. Yeah. Funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, she was. She, you know, she understood how important it was to me, and and so uh, it was a really very very nice trip. And uh, you know, if we end up going back next year, I will absolutely go back in there and be buying every. I mean, I I have the receipt of the place and the phone number. I mm-hmm. want to call the lady and say, look. I'll just buy one co- – put me down for one of everything you have and then give them away. Aww. Like, you know, give them away. Give them to your li- – give them to the library. Just – because there are so few newsstands that sell comics anymore. Right. Yeah. I go out of my way to buy comics at a place that sure. – because I want them to have sales. Right. I don't want them to have to just keep, you know, losing money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel has given up newsstands. They don't sell newsstands anymore. It's only DC and Archie and, like, Bongo. Those are the only companies that really bother to do it anymore. So, um, yeah, Marvel officially has given up newsstand distribution. I was trying to think. Like, I was just in Books a Million the other night, and there was a whole rack full of stuff, and I think it was all DC and Titan. Yeah. 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 Marvel has given up the ghost on that. So, oh, wow. anytime I try, anytime I'm around a newsstand, I'm going to buy comics. And so, like I said, it was – it was um, the, the the store specifically is that they used to have a spinner rack right by the front window. Yeah. And then they had a rack – behind it that carried magazines and that was where i would buy my savage sword of conan okay and my creepies and my eeries and i had to sneak those into the house because my parents probably would not have been thrilled to see some of the stuff that you know sure those some of those conan covers got a little (laughs) (laughs) so uh, they made you the man you are yeah i and i got to like i one of them that i bought up in the poconos many years ago had a cover by joe jusco who i'm friends with and i got to tell him like wow you know hey man you helped usher me into puberty you know (laughs) had to be an awkward conversation although um, he's probably heard it a few times I'm sure he's heard it so anyway it was a it was a great trip it was it was sort of everything that I hoped it would it would be so hard hard to for something to live up when you build it that much that much up in your mind but right. it kind of did that's kinda incredible did. really I don't want to follow that so Gene uh, <laughs> well I will say though of all the comics you got to buy Scooby-Doo and you know, Archie those are great that's that's so cool yeah. that's perfect that's perfect kind the of the Archie comic. Double Digest is like 200 pages it's like a oh, doorstop wow. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, it's like a. It's not even a double digest. It's like yeah. a something else, and it's literally. I'm holding up my fingers like two inches apart. It is six ninety nine. Oh geez. Well, but but it's no. I, two, just, yeah. I mean, Superman is twenty pages, <laughs> right. and it was four ninety nine. Yeah, for a dollar more, you get ten times. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The so uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just. I'm just super super jazzed. That's it. awesome. 
Yeah, with, with us, we didn't go to the same place on vacation every year. My my pa- parents, when when my dad grew up, they w- they lived up north, North Jersey. They would come down the shore every summer for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And my dad didn't want to do that He because he moved to the shore, so he lived down there now. He didn't want to take us to the same place every single year. So we would go to, like, one year was Washington, D.C., one year was Disney World, one year was Lancaster, PA, one year was Mystic Seaport, Connecticut. So we would go all of these places. And I would always bring comics with me. Typically, it would be, like, some of the Star Wars ones done by Walt Simonson, yeah. Superman, Spider-Man, you know. what? I could only bring so many. <laughs> but the one time... We actually bought comics was we were in Lancaster, PA, and I think it was like our second trip there. And they had just built a comic book store in like the the modern town. Mm-hmm. So okay. not, not the Amish portion, but I think it was like <laughs> Route 30, I want to say, in, in Lancaster County. Holy, I'm, I'm such a huge brat bugging my dad. Can we go here? Can we go here? Can we go here? So finally, we, we went there. I, I don't remember what I bought. It was probably just your standard superhero stuff. My dad, though, he used to read, like, Tales from the Crypt nice. and, and stuff like that when he was growing up. Okay. So he bought me two issues of Creepy, number oh. one and number seven. Nice. Oh, wow. I still have them. Okay. And three issues of Vampirella, which <laughs> I never got into. I, creepy, I love. Vampirella, I, I tried reading it, never really got how, into it. How old were you again? At that point, I was like 12. And Vampirella didn't appeal to you as a 12-year-old boy? I'm talking story-wise. Yes, the images did. <laughs> I'm just saying, she's yeah. hot. And Ding! Yeah, had it's to an official it. show now. Had, <laughs> had to work it in somehow, folks. It's a... Yeah, you know, it's the black and white magazines, so yep. they could get around the comics code and everything. But the, <laughs> the creepies, I loved. I devoured those things. I, mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but creepy number one, I had to have been a, a mm-hmm. back issue because creepy number one is like the early '60s. So no, it it was a back issue. Yeah, you said you were in a was, comic shop, right? Yeah, the new right. comic shop in town. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a deal, though. I mean, that's yeah. It was that's... only I I have it in the other room. I'd have to pull it out, but I think he only paid like five bucks for it. No, oh my god! And <laughs> I saw it at Eternal Con last weekend. That it was. We were up on the second level looking down at the vendors, and there it is. Yep, fifty bucks. Wow. Even that's a good price, yeah. to be honest. Fifty for that? Yeah, probably. That's a, it's a good deal. Yeah, but that and actually creepy number seven has probably my favorite story out of all all the ones in there because it's the cover story. It's Is that Frazetta? Is that Frazetta did the cover for creepy uh, number yeah. seven? Yeah. yeah. It's a vampire fighting a werewolf. <laughs> and the story in it is the vampire and the werewolf are both Police officers in like <laughs> medieval France. Of course, the vampire is the captain. His lieutenant is the werewolf. They don't know each other supernatural, <laughs> and they're trying to find this murderer. And each one thinks it's the other monster. Well, at the end of the, there's got to be a twist in these. <laughs> at the end of the story, they are they kill each other okay. fighting as monsters, then, and then they revert to their human form. Oh, it was you? It, no, I didn't kill him. No, I didn't kill him. It was the gravedigger who was a ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an Archie Goodwin story. I'm betting. It, it might be. I'd have to look. Because he was yeah. channeling EC, like, of the guys in the mm-hmm. beginning. He was the one sort of doing the most EC riffs. Yeah. Kind of, so. Yeah, but regular comics, though, when we were home, we would go to the the one newsstand, which is still there. 
I haven't been in it in a while, so I don't know if they still sell comics or not, but it was uh, called Hux. And it was actually, his main source of income was selling newspapers and magazines and stationery. Hmm. And it was just, it was tucked next to the Wawa. Since they have built a new Wawa, and he has bought that store. And now runs it as a convenience store, and okay. his, he still owns the old store, and his wife runs that. Okay. But we would go in there, and we, you know, whatever happened beyond there. And that's actually when I got into high school. I would go. There was the a comic book store opened in town. He get, the guy didn't last very long because it was like off the beaten path, and I think I was his only customer. <laughs> but whenever my grandfather would go, he would go every day to get coffee and a paper and talk to the guy. He would bring me a comic. No, oh, okay. So I end up with like three or four copies of the same comic just because he would grow. Oh, Spider-Man. Gene likes Spider-Man. Let me get. I never said anything to him because my grandfather is buying me comic books. Right. I am not going to say, oh, I already have this. Yeah. yeah you don't want to yeah. harsh that buzz. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he he thought he was doing something nice, and he was. And he was doing something yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to tell him to stop. <laughs> but that's uh, that's. I didn't get a huge amount of comics as a kid until I started into the, oh, I must collect right. this title or find back issues of this title. So I didn't really have like a, a regular newsstand route. It was just, oh, we're going to Huck's. Let me get three or four mm-hmm. of whatever's in there. And, you know, at the time it was like 50, 75 cents. So, sure. okay, I can do that. <laughs> I sh- we should note that in case people don't know what the hell Gene's talking about, mm-hmm. a Wawa. Oh, God, is a 7-Eleven slash convenience store. In New Jersey and Pennsylvania, everybody knows what a Wawa is, but I've I've mentioned it yeah. to people when I'm not injured, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Because <laughs> uh, it sounds like gibberish. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. not like anything. It really does. Being from Florida, I certainly didn't know what a Wawa was, but now that I've done so much traveling, you know, with my new job, it's, uh, you guys are really obsessive about it. I don't mean you too. I mean, your whole state is really crazy obsessive about the Wawa. It's because bizarre. it's the best convenience store there is. Apparently so. Uh, you know, I'm more of a 7-Eleven man myself, yeah. but <laughs> we don't have 7-Elevens where I am either. Really, we, we're in this weird little pocket, and actually, this all ties into my story. So I, I'll I'll tell you in a minute. I don't want to interrupt yours though. No, I was done. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, we don't have 7-Elevens where I am. There's all kinds of rumors behind it, but there, we had a major chain called the Sing Store. S I N G. It was short for Singletary. Okay, there was a famous a, a rich family. And it's almost like the sink stores had pushed 7-Elevens out from coming in our community because they're all around us and others. We don't serve your kind right, here. Exactly. <laughs> we're, not, we're not allowed to have 7-Elevens in my town. It's very strange uh, because we've got them north of us. We've got them south of us, but not in our town. Anyway, the sink store in, in where I was was only about a block and a half away. So we would ride our bikes up there. And that's actually, this is not the vacation comic. This is where we bought comics when we, on a regular basis. In fact, that's where I bought my first comic as a collector. Uh, Secret Wars number two. Uh, not Secret Wars two, volume two, but Secret <laughs> Thank Wars. Thank goodness. Secret, yes. Right. Secret Wars volume one number Stop two. Stop that yeah. collecting right now. Yeah, track. really. It, we died on the <laughs> This is what comic books are? Right. <laughs> and I've told it before. I won't go into it. But I mean, I bought that due to peer pressure. But that's where I started buying comics from. That's where I got my. Uh, I was never into the magazines like you guys were, but I used to get like the large size Marvel movie adaptations that they make, like oh. the Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh. the oversized special. Yeah, yeah. The whole I, I read that thing a thousand times, and I even bought the individual comics. And I would sit there and be like, "What's there's differences yeah. between the individual comics? Oh yeah, and the collected yeah. thing. So and I, and then from the movie too. Oh, which well, is yeah. like even that that drove me crazy. I, I was like, am I losing my mind? <laughs> Indiana Jones is strapped to a periscope. What are you talking about? I've never seen like that in the movie. And you know, it's funny. In my mind, there is because yeah, right. Comic, as a kid, you just start. I, see, I yeah. clearly see it. So yeah. I, I loved going to this thing store to buy comics. I would go there, you know, once a week. I got my allowance. I'd 
you know, pull together some quarters. I'd go up there. I'd buy whatever it was. Power packs. I found power pack there. You love power pack. I bought uh, Firestorm number 28, my very first Firestorm comic I bought from the Zing store. And now, years later, it's a, it's a Circle K. And it is across the street from my daughter's after school. Mm. So you know, they have no comics anymore, sadly. Mm-hmm. It's also where I saw my first Playboy, but that's a whole different matter. <laughs> anyway, um, so we, we go over there actually frequently after after school and like, oh, let's go get an icy or a, you know. And got, a Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> She's nine years old, Rob. Anyway. Well, she gets the icy. Yeah. Right. That's, oh, there that's it is. clearly okay. what I was trying to say. I don't understand. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not used to being on the defensive here. Uh, <laughs> there's two of them against me, folks. Anyway, so uh, but it's nice because I'll go in there and I'll just marvel at here I am in this store, you know, what 30 years later, and the store's still there. We're still shopping there. I'm still, you know, we used to buy candy there too and ices, so I'm buying ices and candy there still with my daughter, which is wonderful. I just wish I could get her a comic there. So, mm-hmm. but we get we get her a lot of uh, Archie Double Digest and stuff from the grocery store. And then uh, there was another spot I would get comics from, but this is this is more of a travel story. I guess I'm going to get a little personal. Um, my sister died when I was 12 years old. She was 16, and it shattered our family. Um, see, now they can't be mean to me because I'm, I'm going to play in the heartstrings. But uh, my parents got divorced, lost the sister, so it was just me and my other two siblings left. So by this point, it was just me and my mom because they were older. That's all we had left. And we went on a trip to Michigan, and this was a great trip. This was sort of a healing trip. So was, while there was horrible things before us, this was the beginning of healing. We took a trip, just she and I, a trip to Michigan, which is the, the old country for my family. On the way, we stopped at this place where I did buy comics frequently. There's a grocery, or a, a drugstore called Eckerd's. I don't, anyone not from the South has probably never even heard of it. And I think CVS bought them out in our area, but. Yeah, they had some up here. Yeah, Eckerd's. Yeah, I remember. Okay. okay. So we, that's where I get my comics from a spinner rack a lot of times. Eckerd's. If I, if I couldn't get, if I couldn't find what I wanted at the Sing store, I'd go to Eckerd's. So I go in there and I had just gotten the DC Heroes role playing game from Mayfair. Aha. And had read the one little blurb under the flash about how Barry Allen died <laughs> in the crisis, which absolutely shattered my brain. I'm like, he did what? No. <laughs> Who did what in the what? Right. I just bought Flash 350. I was like, I'm going to start getting this guy. Now, you know? <laughs> so anyway, uh, and uh, I said, "Well, I've got to read this crisis thing." So on the on the trip to Michigan, I went in there and I found crisis number eight, and then crisis number six. Miss number seven didn't get that one for a month or two. They, uh, they were pretty sloppy about uh, cleaning up the sure. back issues. Yeah. <laughs> crisis number six is still on. The it's stands. 1985. I mean, come on. So I've, and uh, so I bought these two dog-eared copies of eight and six. And read them on the road trip, and that other than reading Firestorm in JLA, that was my entrance to the DC universe right then Ooh. and there. I've talked before how Crisis was my entrance to DC. That was that moment. So this trip to Michigan, driving up through Georgia mm. and Tennessee, and you know, reading these comics and rereading these comics and rereading these comics, and that's probably when I started my lists. So I'd always get a sheet of paper and I would write out, okay, Earth One, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You know, Earth Two, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Huh? Okay. Aquaman. Aqu- no, no Aquaman. On that list. In fact, I could probably dig that list up and show you. Um, I thought I was a pack rat. <laughs> so that was the beginning of uh, my love for Cry- for DC. Was that road trip? And then we got to Michigan, and we went to visit um, where I was born, Traverse City. And by the way, if you need my social security number, contact me. I'm giving you the rest of the information here, I suppose. Um, and we we go and we saw in the, in the phone book because that's what you used to use in those days to find comic books. Shops. So we found a, a comic book shop listed called the Comics Cave. And uh, the friend of the family were with, they're like, oh, yeah, that place has been around for years. Yeah, give him a call. I'm like, okay. So we called him. I'm like, well, yeah. And they're, they're acting kind of squirrely. But they're like, yeah, come on out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> we got out there. It was somebody's house. Apparently, the store had closed. 
and they had all the merchandise in their garage. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever gone into a comic shop and you feel obligated to buy something just because oh, you stepped in the man. door, mm. boy, talk about – I mean, I'm in this guy's garage and he's pulling boxes down. He's like, what do you like? I'm like, I like Doctor Who. You know, he's – and I'm just like, oh, horrible guilt. But I ended up finding two things that are pretty cool that I still treasure. One was uh, Doctor Who magazine number 81, which, you know, Rob's eyes just glared over, totally glazed over. He doesn't care. Was that a – was that a British thing? It was <laughs> – Doctor Doctor Who, it's a British. No, I know thing. Doctor <laughs> Who is. No, I mean, was that a Marvel? Ma- it was a. It was a British magazine. I don't remember who published it at that point, but Marvel was distributing. I think. Okay. Well, because Marvel did do some Doctor Who. Comics. They did. Mar- they yeah. did Doctor Who comics. I think they were distributing the magazine at that okay. point. I can't. I can't remember. But I found an issue of Doctor Who magazine. It was a bit of an older one. It's issue eighty-one. It was Peter Davison issue. Who was my Who's my Doctor? Mm. And by this point, we were already on to the Sixth Doctor. And in it was this. Um, they used to have a, like an eight-page comic strip every time. And it was um, just one particular story called Four Dimensional Vistas, where he fought the Ice Warriors and the Meddling Monk. None of you care except for me. But it was cool to me. It was like part four of six or something like that, right? And that's all I had. And I loved it. The art was great. I wish I could remember who the artist is. Somebody's yelling Somebody's yelling at their iPod right now who the artist was. I don't remember. But it was a great little piece, and I wanted to read the whole story. And it wasn't for like 20 years until the advent of Torrance. I was able to finally get all of these, all of these stories. And I'm like, this is the greatest uh, story ever. Uh, because when Marvel reprinted the comic, they stopped right before Four Dimensional Vistas. And Oops. I was like, <laughs> So that's a treasure memory. And I got an LP at the time. It was... Um, they used to call these picture discs, I think is what they called it. It was an LP, but there was a photo underneath the vinyl. Ah. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So it was, yeah. A, it was a big Doctor Who painting of like the five Doctors that were around at that point. Oh, nice. And it was the soundtrack, and, uh, and it just, I absolutely loved it. I played the heck out of that thing, and I still got it in the attic somewhere. So those are some happy travel memories. Mm. I love those. I, I have one more. This is, this is sort of a vacation story. This might jangle a couple of Rob's bells. Yeah. Um, it's even creepier when he's in the same I, room. I, it's, it's much creepier. I, as Rob says, I, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going to end. <laughs> that was one of those cases. Um, anyway, I used to go visit my dad when he lived in Wisconsin. And my, my parents were divorced, as I mentioned. And I would go up to see him and I'd stay with him. In 1987, I stayed there for the summer. And I was reading his newspaper because I wanted to read the comic strips. Because that's what you do. You read yeah. a comic when you're a kid. And they had something called Calvin and Hobbes. Oh. I had never heard of. And I was like, this is hilarious. And I just thought it was hysterical. I loved it to death. And I read it. That was my vacation comic strip because I was there for a month with them. And it's the only place I could read it was there. And so it held this kind of magical quality for me. So much so that when I went home, my stepmother would actually clip Calvin Hobbes out of the newspaper every day for me and then send me an envelope like once a month. Very nice. Of like 30. Wow. And I would tape them down to like printer paper. And oh, I, I, sure. I, I found the book in the attic like a month ago. And it's just page after page of typing paper with like three strips taped to it. This is before they were printing the books. And that was sort of like my, my dreamy vacation comic strip. So I know there's no way to get it to him, but I bet if you could send those to Bill Watterson, <laughs> he would love that. Oh, yeah. He would love that because, like, that's his thing is, like, you know, keeping the cherished tradition of the comic yeah. strip alive. If, but, it, you know. One interview in 20 years, I don't I don't think he's going to. Yeah. I'm just saying, I yeah. think if you could, he that would he would probably be so touched. He seems like a pretty jaded kind of guy, yeah. but I bet mm-hmm. he'd be so touched by that because that's exactly what he wants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, there's, there's a, along those veins, there's a documentary called Dear Mr. Watterson. I've seen that. Yeah, I think it's on, maybe on Netflix now. It I'm is. not sure. I kickstarted it and got the DVD and stuff, and I think my name's in there somewhere. But um, it's all about this guy and his love for Bill Watterson's Calvin Hobbes. Mm-hmm. And he sort of went on a mission to hopefully find Bill Watterson. 
didn't happen. But he, along the way, he interviewed tons of creators. Uh, help me out. You're the uh, Gary Trudeau. Am I getting it that right? I don't think Gary Trudeau. Is Gary Trudeau in that? I don't remember. I thought so. I don't. I don't I remember it, Gary Trudeau being. Maybe there. I'm wrong. The guy that did uh, Bloom County is Bloom County. Burke yeah. Rethred. He okay. Burke Rethred. He's in it. There's, and a, there's a lot of folks. The guy there. that did Mutts, I think, is in okay. it. And the guy that did Pearls Before Swine, because well, he ended up doing the crossover. With right. Him. Okay. Yeah, I crossover sort of. Well, it, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely defer to the award-winning comic strip writer Rob Kelly on this one. So yeah, <laughs> um, but it's a great documentary, and it's all about basically people's love letter to Bill Waterson's Calvin yeah. Hobbes, mm-hmm. and it's just love it, absolutely touching. And I just pulled out the creepy to confirm. Yes, it was an Archie Goodwin. Story. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Right here, script by Archie Goodwin. Let's and who's the artist? It's an I think it's an EC guy, right? Isn't it? Uh, Angelo Torres. Uh, okay, he was a he really he was but, more of a Mad Magazine. But guy is uh, Franz Rosetta? Out, there you go. Yep. That's gorgeous. Yeah, very. Nice. Oh, okay. There's your werewolf and uh, werewolf yeah. fighting Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. yeah, can't beat Frank Rosetta. Man. Yeah, duel now, of the monster. Now was Joey Orlando involved in these, or is that no, not yet. Okay, He's, yeah. he came aboard pretty soon after, but not just yeah. Yet. But these these are the original. Very nice. Who published Creepy? Was it Warren? Warren published. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Right. 1965. Yep. Wow. Yep. So that's almost as old as you, Rob. Almost. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? While we're here, while I'm thinking of it, it's just because mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever told this story on the show about how I got my spinner rack. Because people have asked, oh, how did yeah. you get the spinner rack? Mm. There is a newsstand that is still in my neighborhood, and they still carry comics. And then when I'm, they're in my parents' neighborhood, and I don't, it's not that I live that far, but I don't live right next door either. Mm-hmm. So when I go by there, I buy comics, and they're there too. But anyway, there that was a place I used to buy a lot of my comics before comic shops. I bought Justice League number 200 there. Nice. Same copy I still have. Uh, that's yes, the yes. one. They carried digests, so that's how I got digests, because I used to either get stuff there or at 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven just had regular comics. They didn't have any other mm-hmm. formats. But this store was more like a newsstand tobacco shop kind of thing. They had treasuries. They had digests, magazines. He carried everything. I forgot about being in that place for years and years and years. And then about 15 years ago, I just – for some reason, it occurred to me that I was like, wow, that's that same store. I haven't been in there in a long time. So I went in there. And the place had changed hands four or five times over and changed names and whatever. And they still carried comics, but it was three spinner racks, but like with 20 comics spread across three spinner racks. Oh, wow. It was just, everything was all flopped over. Yeah. All the spines are, clearly nobody's paying attention. And I'm like, they, they don't, they don't, nobody's paying attention here. And, and I always wanted to have a spinner rack. I had looked up on eBay for a couple and, you know, they're hundreds and hundreds of dollars, right, let yeah. alone, you can't get it, you know, shit, how are you going to ship it to right. you? You know yeah. what I mean? So, and I, I just immediately got this idea in my head of like, I, I want to own one. I should just, you know, so I go home and I start thinking about how, how am I going to angle this? You, know, <laughs> you can't just walk into a store and say, can I buy one of the fixtures? I mean, that gets right. weird. You know, kind of that deli counter too. I mean, yeah. you know, like you could just, even though there's nothing wrong with you asking, you could just freak somebody out by it being a strange question. Right. Sure. So I was like, what? so I came up with this complete BS story. So I went in, I went in the next night and I told the guy that a friend of mine was opening like a, a comic shop in Ohio. This is, I was just like, why, why do you make things so complicated? Why? What, what do you mean? <laughs> you could have just told him the truth. All right. Anyway. I thought it'd be, I don't know. I just thought it would be weird. So I said, a friend of mine is opening a newsstand and he wants to have a spinner rack. You guys have three of them. 
could I purchase one of them? And the guy is like, I'm not the owner. It's fine with me, but I'll put in a request for the owner. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's fine. Now I was very, I was very happy with myself that I mentioned Ohio because the guy, because when I went back the next day, the owner was like, well, where's this newsstand? And I said, oh, Ohio. Because I figured if he thought it was close, he might be like, oh, yeah. was that competition or something? Right. But anyway, he ca- the reason I went in, he called me that night and he goes, yeah, my so-and-so or whatever the guy's name was told me you want to buy one of the spinner X. I said, yeah, he goes, uh, 50 bucks. And I was like, done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I drove over there the next night, bought the rack, and I've owned it ever since. And it's the genuine spirit. Because I looked at it like, yeah, I was lying to him. But it's like, it's not harming them. <laughs> and now... Now the spinner racks are gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, now they're they're, they're they, they this place keeps them in a rack. And yep. DC and Marvel used to provide spinner racks. That was part of their business model. Oh, that was like okay. part of their like marketing package mm-hmm. that you would get the comics and you would get like displays and you would they would send you a spinner rack. Okay. Well, obviously that's gone the way of the dodo. So those like nobody makes them. I mean, I guess somebody probably still makes them as a retro item. Uh, but, right. But nobody makes them as know. a current thing. So my spinner rack is. So a, what, what's the header? Yeah. It says it says uh, comics are great reading and it's got Spider Man, Superman, Archie, and Richie Rich. Oh wow! Yes, How and, cool and is that? yeah, and it's and it's clearly stock art because it's yeah, you know, stylistically exactly right. Mm-hmm. So that is my spinner rack, and That's I it's awesome. like most like over the years I've gotten rid of most of the stuff that I don't use anymore just because mm-hmm. I've been kind of wanting to like pair my possessions right. on like the Dianoga over here, but uh, you know. Well, what? <laughs> it's the trash compactor monster from Star Wars. I know, but why me? <laughs> seems like you keep a lot of stuff. I, All your stories are like, I had this thing when I was five. Oh, I still have it. I, my, my sister does come to my house and she'd be like, oh, I remember I, everything. Oh, the furniture. She, it's like the Shag Museum. I, just, I, was a, I was the fourth kid. I was a hand-me-down kid. I still keep stuff. All right. All right. So just leave a, leave still a, useful, leave, damn it. Leave a donation as whatever amount you see. For <laughs> um, but but uh, the, the spinner rack has been in storage all these years because for some reason Tracy doesn't want it in the dining room <laughs> no pleasing some people Go figure. you know it's like one of the few items I keep that I'm like okay I will find a use for this yeah. someday mm-hmm. so a couple of months ago I mentioned to my boss at work who was a big comics nerd that I own a spinner rack. And he's like, Rob, you got to bring this into the office. <laughs> now, at that point, I was in an office with three other people in one big room. And I was like, well, where am I, yeah. you know, I going to put it? Well, I have my own office now. <laughs> so it's going. That's awesome. I think this week, in fact, I think it's yeah, going. Right. So, uh, and I got my box of comics that I was I'm gonna gonna say, so what are you, you going to load in there? I have a bunch of, uh, well. Obviously, they're mountain comics that you just bought. See, I was thinking about that because I don't know if I want my mountain comics around my coworkers in case. Somebody decides to take one or well, something. I mean, like, you know, I, I meant mean? your new mountain comics. Yeah. I meant like oh, the new ones. Yeah, like- I, I have a a long box full of just other comics that I've just kept over the years, like some atlases and some mm-hmm. marvels. So I think yeah. those are gonna okay. I'm gonna fill with that. So, but that's yeah, that's how I own my my spinner rack. Now, how are you gonna keep it from flopping over? They're they're gonna just flop over. They're gonna get beat <laughs> up. There's nothing. I, I, I've given up about worrying about condition anymore, which is kind of a nice thing. Mm, you know, it's nice. not not to care. Like, nah, yeah. as long as it. It holds together. As long as you um, can read it and it doesn't fall apart in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So When I was in college and I worked in the comic shop, I would walk around with a copy of Milk and Cheese folded up in my back pocket. <laughs> to demonstrate to people that comics are meant to be enjoyed. Exactly. So. Yeah. They're not meant to. Yeah. I know. So it wasn't Firestorm. <clears throat> I, no. I chose, I chose carefully. <laughs> but, you know, Books a Million. Because um, they, they don't have a spinner rack, but they have shelves. Shelving right. it. They're actually bagging and boarding their comics now. They're, they're not taped or anything. They're just in a bag and a board. 
Really? Oh. Now, some of them are that way because they're like special variant covers and they have them priced up to like 10 bucks or whatever. So I'm they like, put the sticker on the, yeah. on the back. Huh. So, all right. This has been fun. Yeah. yeah. I think we should wrap it up here before things go before they downward, get too downward weird. spiral. Before they get right? weird, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think it's been very successful. Uh, Gene, why don't you tell our people at home where they can find you? Uh, easiest place is thehammerstrikes.com, but you can also find all my podcasts over at twotruefreaks.com. And I have three shows, three? Yes, three shows <laughs> over there. Uh, with two, two of them have sub-shows, that's why I get confused. So, <laughs> I have five titles under three shows, but mm-hmm. I also guest on many, many other ones. Well, so. name your shows real quick, give the elevator pitch. Uh, you have the, the Hammer Podcast, which is the vocal version of the blog, basically whatever geeky comes into my head. Under that is Legends of the Superheroes, which is the live-action versions of comic book characters, uh, of which someone at this table has been on. And someone is desperately asking (laughs) to be on, covering Misfits of Science. Were they a comic book first? Shut up! (laughs) It's Legends of the Superheroes, not Legends of the Comic Books. Read the subtitle. Uh, I also do the Quantum Cast with my good buddy Jeff Frischman where we talk about the Kevin Bacon of the Marvel Universe, Quasar, the best D-lister you're going to find. <laughs> Under that is the show no one should listen to, Comic Book Fight Club, because we will insult you. I don't care what you, your beliefs are, we will insult you. And then I do Anime Freaks with Dr. Bill Robinson, and that is, should have a road episode coming out fairly soon, actually. We record one at Eternal Con. Oh, okay. With, Very cool. All right. And guest starring Mr. Scott Gardner, who has actually watched anime. What? Yes. Oh, Tune wow. in to find out. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, Rob, why don't you tell folks where they can uh, contact us? Uh, firewaterpodcast at comcast.net and the Tumblr is of course firewaterpodcast.tumblr.com and the blog is firewaterpodcast.blogspot.com He just looked all that up on his phone. He didn't really know it by memory. That's pretty sad. All right, folks. Uh, you can find me at firestormfan.com. You can find this guy Rob over at aquamanshrine.net. You can find us both on Facebook and Twitter under the same handles. You can also find me on Google+, Instagram, and Tumblr. And then uh, I think that's it. Until next time, folks. Fan the flame and ride the wave. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. Stand for truth and justice and see on land and air. We're friends forever. Yeah. We're ice cold when you need it. So get to Wawa when you're hot, hot, hot. Wawa ice cream. Sort of fountains when you're hot, hot, hot. When you're hot, hot, hot. Get to Wawa when you're hot, hot, hot. You feel it? This summer, get the Wawa. Get the Wawa!